nofilter.net. It's an online live streaming platform where you can watch our shows live, knock, come into the booth, ask Big Ben a question, ask Kay Wynn a question, ask one of our guests. We've had Sean Casey, Kevin Euclid, Will Clark, Anthony Parker, Rick Buecher, and many, many more. Yeah, it's very simple. Just go to nofilter.net, search for us as hosts. You can also listen to our other collaborators or other contributors on the network. It's an opportunity to engage with our guests. You can chat with them. It's been a fight. It's been just a fight, you know, keeping the squad together, keeping the team together, the GM, the front office. It's not easy, but if you stick to it and you have the will to win, you can get it done for those out there that haven't achieved greatness. Welcome to Big Ben and K-Win. I'm K-Win. Big Ben is out today. Mama Martin, it's Big Ben's mom's birthday. So he's in money earning Mount Vernon. So we have a very special guest, Mr. Phil Ward, a resident of the Bay Area and a recent fantasy football champion. How's it going, Phil? Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Sorry, Big Ben can't be here. Happy birthday to his mom and Mount Vernon. Wow, very special place. George Washington's home. Just so you didn't, if you didn't know that, that's where George Washington grew up. That was his home. No, Big Ben's uh, from Washington. Well, in Washington, D.C., there's Mount Vernon. So that's the only place I've been. I haven't been to Mount Vernon in Washington State. But, yeah, Mount Vernon, Washington. God, beautiful place, beautiful country. Good thing we cover sports and not geography because it, we have no idea where cities and states are. This is now, true. Does your house still smell like champagne? Yes, it's been 25 years in the making, Kyle. I mean, wow. I mean, 25 years in a league. 25 years I haven't won a championship. I mean, guys have won two, three. I had never gotten over the hump. I had made some colossal mistakes. I, I've had some bad breaks. I've had the good, the bad, and the ugly, but, but I've never won a championship. And this was my year. I climbed to the top of Mount Vernon. It took Andy Reid some time. You know, he couldn't get Philly over the hump. He had to go to Kansas City to win. You spent some time in San Francisco and L.A. Then you had to go back to the Bay Area to get your title. The franchise moved. We moved all over the country. It's been a fight. It's been just a fight, you know, keeping the squad together, keeping the team together, the GM, the front office. It's not easy, but if you stick to it and you have the will to win, you can get it done for those out there that haven't achieved greatness. It can happen. This podcast, we're calling it Redraft. We're going to go back. We're going to review the season, review the players, and get some tips from this champion. But before we get into the show, we got to give a shout out to our primary sponsor, 88 Acres. At 88 Acres on Instagram, 80acres.com. Delicious, healthy seed bars, fruits, granolas, and more. And when Uh. you're there, Phil, and all our listeners out there, use our promo code WST15. Again, WSC15, you get 15% off when you check out 80acres.com, at 80acres on Instagram, at 80acres foods on Twitter. Delicious, healthy snacks. I think some of the other GMs in the league, I'm in this league, the Hermosa Football League, could eat a little bit of crow. No pun intended because oh, it's a GM oh, oh. Crow. But hey, there's GMs out there 
like Brian Vieira, Todd Wishnick, Peter Crow, Greg Hall, they have been loud talking you, trash talking you. What would you like to say now that you are on the top and you have the belt? You know, haters are going to hate. I can't control others. I can only troll, control myself and my own destiny. Just got to focus on each individual week and put the best squad you can out there and um, let your players do their thing. Don't want to overthink it. And as we saw towards the end of the year, I think some of my opponents overthought it and I was able to take advantage. Are you talking about the costly benching of Joe Burrow and the starter in starting Huntley? That's, of course, absolutely without question, one of the biggest colossal mistakes in the history of fantasy football. I mean, which team did that again so our listeners can know? uh, That was a gentleman by the name of Peter Crow who was in the championship and uh, decided to bench. I think he had a total of 142 points on his bench. And I'm not exaggerating, but to bench Burrow over Tyrone Huntley, I can't even come up with it. I mean, the guy threw for 500 yards and five TDs the week before. I don't think there is any piece of logic out there. But prior to that, Todd Wooshnig, a great fantasy competitor, uh, no doubt. in the past. We live in the future. You you mocked him up on your way to the championship. Hey, hey, I try to give all of the opponents uh, credit. You know, I don't want to disparage anyone too much. For me to get into the finals where Peter Crow defecated down his leg, um, prior to that, Todd made a colossal mistake. And that was, I believe he was number one on the waiver wire. And he went out to pick up a lead running back either to block me or to put him in his lineup. Um, The name's escaping me right now. But in order to do that, he had to drop a defense, and he dropped Kansas City's defense playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. Now, he also had he also had the Colts and, um, you know, another defense that he ended up starting. So he could have easily dropped the Colts that had a, 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 like a, a very difficult matchup that week and the following week. So it wasn't like, you know, there was some reason to hold on to the Colts. Anyway, he drops Kansas City Chiefs. I picked them up. They proceed to score 25 points. I beat Todd Wooshnig. And so he literally, literally shot himself in his own foot. Um, so, so did he you know, pick the, up, I'm looking at his roster. Was it Alexander Madison or is it? Um, it was Madison. It was Madison. Madison. That's great. That's great. I love, I love uh, WST podcast here, man. You guys are like, you got the data in front of you. You got, I know there's like, you got like five people there kind of pointing, telling you, giving, feeding you information. I got nothing. I got a. I got a Topo Chico here, okay? But yeah, yes, you're absolutely right. Alexander Madison, which which is which is you know Dalvin Cook gets COVID, Madison he plugs and plays, but he had to drop Kansas City Chiefs, and I picked him up. The point being, you gotta be careful when you're making these moves, especially in the postseason. They each each decision can be critical and. As an opponent who, who you saw my team, I mean, look at the team I fielded to win the championship. Jarrett Patterson, Agumbo Wally. We'll get, we'll get into that in a little bit. We're going to do okay. the redraft. But sure. I would like to say Antonio Brown, in recent events, walked off the field. Was he hurt? Was he not hurt? Who knows? But he's out there on podcasts, lasting Brady, 
Arians, the GM. And what I like about you, you could have used this opportunity to blast your biggest critics in the Hermosa Football League, and you're not doing it. You're taking the high road. Hey, Here's where you're justified. Correct me if I'm wrong, but three of your biggest critics are Peter Crow, Todd Wushnig, and Brian Vieira. In your path to the championship, you knocked off Vieira, you knocked off Wushnig, and you crushed Peter Crow. You know, revenge is a dish best served cold. And um, I will continue to be professional, but yeah, it feels good. It feels good to run the gauntlet on those three losers. It does. <laughs> All right, let's get into the draft. So, sure. I think you were number one overall. Is that correct? This is accurate. I was the number one pick. Walk us through your draft. Yeah, I took Christian McCaffrey one. Uh, I would do it again if I had to do it all over again. But, of course, he's been a China doll the last two years. So um, I'm just you know, just not getting production out of him. And if you're not getting production out of your first pick, it, you know, it might be time to change my strategy. I almost want to go just really running back heavy because I feel like running backs are the secret to fantasy. Um, not that I want to give away all my secrets. And not that that's that big of a secret. I think everybody knows that. Uh, I took DeAndre Hopkins second. Injured all year. Absolute horrible pick. I took uh, Darren Waller, third, injured all year. Another terrible Hopkins pick. Missed the last, I didn't realize you had Hopkins. He was out, too. You really had to make some moves on the waiver wire to plug in some holes. I, I, th I mean, especially with COVID this year, I think that that is almost, you know, was the, 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 the biggest part of fantasy football was your ability to do a deep dive on the waiver wire figure out next man up, plug and play, you know, all, it, it was all about streaming, you know, random guys every week. And that's that, you know, I mean, it's, it's fun, you know, and it's, it, but, and it's really, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, fantasy football comes down to luck. I mean, there's, there's really not a lot of talent here aside from picking up guys you think have value, sticking them in your lineup and hoping for the best. I mean, it's, it's fun to pretend that, my decision-making ability has some sort of end result on the football field, but it obviously doesn't. And it it's, end it, result. it's evident. It's evident in my draft. So we go: DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Waller, Robert Woods, torn ACL, done for the year. Josh Jacobs, which everyone made fun of me. I get him in the fifth round. Why? Why would you take him? Uh, he's old, tired. He was a workhorse. He was probably the best pick of the of my entire draft, only because he was healthy. And every week, the guy grinds, pounds, gets into the end zone. You know, he's not sexy. He's not – he doesn't run over everybody. But I'm telling you, he is consistent, and he was awesome this year. Then I had Mike Davis. God darn. Atlanta's running back in the sixth round, who was overtaken by Cordero Patterson. And, you know, then I had Thielen, who I traded – for Clyde Edwards Hilaire, uh, he's also then gets injured. Then I get Antonio Brown, the yeah. the insane asylum. Then I get Melvin Gordon, who was in a timeshare with Javante Williams. He was he was consistent. Then I handcuff Josh Jacobs with Kenyon Drake, who was really? absolutely invisible. I think I dropped him two days after the season started. Here's some value, although he started to fall apart. Finally, in the eleventh round, I get Matt Stafford. And um, uh, which is a great 11th round QB. I wish he could have 
finish the year a little bit better. But anyway, uh, then I get some handcuffs, Tony Jones, Carolina's defense, and Robbie Gould, the kicker. So I remember uh, we were crushing you on the draft because you loaded up on Raiders. You had Waller yeah. and Jacobs, and everyone talks about the stack. You want to stack with, like, you know, Clyde Edwards, Hilaird, and, you know, Tyreek Hill. You want to stack yeah. with people like that. And we were all over you on that and Stafford because you love Stafford back from the Lions. You were always all in on Stafford. But Stafford, Wallops, and Jacobs, they carried you in, like, the first I, uh, four weeks. I think you were 4-0 and to start the year. Yeah. I mean, uh, looking at this team now, it's just amazing because I literally have Jacobs, Antonio Brown, Gordon, and Stafford. Of the four, 15 guys I drafted, I have four left on my squad. So it goes to show you that no matter who you draft, no matter what happens, the end of the year is going to be a very different picture than than the squad you, you build on draft day. So I guess the draft ain't that Here's big of a deal. Here's my sob story. I think you picked up Justin Jackson in the playoffs when Eckler had COVID. Is that correct? That is correct. Austin Eckler had COVID, and I picked up J-Jack, and he put up, you know, 35 points or something. I'm going to grab some coffee right here. It's right here. Thank you to my assistant, Yana. Oh, he, here's yeah. where the fake news got me. It was like on a Monday, and I read something that Austin Eckler got COVID. Yeah. And then, it, like on a Tuesday, it said, no, 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 he didn't get COVID. So I'm like, all right, I don't have to take his handcuff. I took my hands off the wheel. I relaxed. And then it was Thursday, and he wasn't going to play. And I'm like, I hope no one picked up Justin Jackson. You scooped him up. I think I had to start Tony Pollard. And Justin Jackson had like 20 points that week. I got bounced out by Crow. Uh, I don't think that was a difference, but that was one of the several moves where if someone got COVID or injury, you really couldn't tell the difference if they were going to come out in time with COVID. We should have expanded rosters this year. That's my sob story. Yeah, that's a great call. No, that's that 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 sob story and that point is valid. We should bring it up in the league meeting because um, we do need IR spots. I played in another league that has IR spots. I didn't even know they existed. I'm an idiot, but um putting guys on injured reserve especially this year is absolutely critical because you end up dropping guys too that i drop you know alexander madison or um uh, i think it's daryl williams clyde edwards hilaire's backup because i'm like oh, i'm gonna get someone else and yeah the, the more guys obviously you could store on your bench the better but having an ir spot one or two especially this year is beyond critical so you could park guys that that, that that go on IR for three weeks, get COVID, whatever, so you don't have to ha, – yeah, having a thin bench is annoying, and um, it, we, we need to do something about that in this league. I agree. Yeah, there were so many transactions this year. Some leagues out there, they charge for transactions. Wow, you – sorry to interrupt. You had a first-round buy. Yeah. That's right. You were our league leader. You were the number one seed going in. That's right, 10 and, and then four. In week six, Oh, in week 16, you got to like this, though. Even if you make every right move under the sun, your competitor, um, uh, the Orange Curtain, put up 150 points. And that, to me, that's a good feeling in fantasy football. It's like, I don't want to win by a fractional point. I want to get blown out. So, you know, getting blown out, 
by 80 points or 70 is um, this is definitely a good thing. You gotta you gotta be able to sleep at night. Yeah, that's why I was like the Eckler thing. It wouldn't have mattered because I would have maybe only lost by what I don't know 60 points, 50 points. Like I still took the L. I'm I'm curious what you did. Um, um, the 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 next week. I always like to kind of see when you're eliminated from the playoffs. What oh, I then didn't you... check my roster. I was done. I was yeah, pissed. Yeah, yeah. I was yelling, throwing things at the house. Pros sending me a nice yeah, it, text. It's amazing all the psychological games that fantasy football plays with um, an individual. I am for sure participate in um, all kinds of rituals and you know I try, you know when you're in the championship everybody's talking about it I'm like I'm not going to talk about it I, I'm not I'm, I refuse <laughs> I'm also very jaded um, um, and I would like to bring it up with your listeners and viewers um, about the trade the the, yes. the 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 trade debacle I don't I don't want to run your show but no, I, I have a major problem with this I have a major problem with this league and um, I, I I refuse to sit on my hands and I I refuse to let anyone else's opinion influence me or swayed me in one direction or another. It is completely absurd what transpired. No logical explanation on the face of this earth will change my mind. And I think it's a tragedy, a travesty, and heads should roll. That is the way I truly feel. I'm almost tempted to pack my bags and leave a league I've been in for 30, 25 years. You almost did leave mid-year. Tell us about the trade and what went down. Sure, sure. So uh, I forget what week it was, maybe week five, week six, week seven, uh, if I'm even right. Um, I think it was week five. I remember you were four and oh. Week five, great. Yeah, my team's looking good. Got CMC, I've got a, you know, I've got a bunch of ragtag guys. Um, our commissioner, Mr. Brian Macias, I offered him a trade. Uh, throughout the year, you offer people trades. Todd is notorious. Um, D-Baggy Bags is his team name. You can take that however you want to take that. Um, he offers trades all day, every day. You know, some are absurd. Some are in the, in the, in the grounds of reality. Oftentimes, Todd- he offers trades because when we're on our phone, we might click the wrong button. Yeah. <laughs> that is a great call. That is actually what he might do because, you know, I'll be drinking it at 12 o'clock and I swipe up and the next thing you know, the trade's approved. Yeah. This is true. This is, this is all true. Um, so yeah. Anyway, guys offer trades throughout the year. I get offered a trade. I'm sorry. I submit a trade for the first. I, I rarely even do it because I, you know, no one really accepts anything. You end up trading, you know, the only things that I've ever gone through are garbage for garbage. Todd, on the other hand, will bundle four pieces of garbage and get one like A plus superstar. And so taking a page out of his book, I offered Melvin Gordon, Antonio Brown, and Josh Jacobs for Dalvin Cook. I, I agree with everyone on the face of the earth that that is not necessarily a great trade for the person unloading Dalvin Cook. However, fast forward, Cook gets COVID, Cook gets hurt. You know, he ends up absolutely doing nothing in the last two weeks of the season, the most important time, 
Had the trade gone through, I don't win the championship. But the trade does go through. I'm a 45-year-old man trading with another 44-year-old man. I have no need for collusion. I'm not trying to manipulate a league. I mean, I don't care. We got a 250 buy-in. The pot is too grand. I'm really going to, like, you know, manipulate things. Okay, there's a veto button, as you know, and you pushed yeah. it, I'm sure, Kyle. And and you can explain you can explain yourself after I finish and in, in, in your logic. And I think I think the, the answer is people hit the veto button. Number one, because they thought the trade was not fair. Okay. Well, that's not their job. Their job is to make sure there's no collusion. And anyone who says the veto button is there for another reason doesn't know what they're talking about and doesn't understand fantasy football. So that's number one. So someone out there that might say, well, there's a veto button for a reason. And so, uh, you know, I, it's in our league, it's there. Uh, so I pushed it. I mean, there, I can do whatever I want. It's there, it's a, it's a league rule. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. That, that, that doesn't cut it. That, that's, that's a garbage answer and you're a worthless individual in my opinion. I think the folks in my league like to give me a hard time I get it. It's fun. I like to play along. I think they hit the veto button thinking, ah, oh, maybe I'm the only one. And it turns out nine of the 10 guys hit the veto button. So then the trade gets unwound. And Man, I you, get you get unwound too. Yeah. I, 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 I'll be honest. I, I was hot. I was hot and bothered. An absolutely valid trade went through and it was overturned for no reason other than people trying to mess with me. So, in hindsight, it's a little bit funny, and I kind of liked it. But at the time, I, I was white hot, and I refused to let that go through. So, so I took matters into my own hands. I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna be upset about something, instead of just complaining about it, get something done. And I got something done. I, I reached out to the commissioner. I said, "Hey, dude, undo the trade." He said, "I, I don't have time for this." I said, "What do you mean you don't have time for it? It takes five seconds. I'll do it." Give me the login, but you know, reverse these trades. This, we're not going to let a veto button overturn a trade. I didn't collude with you. He goes, you know what? Why don't you be commissioner and you do it? I go, done. So he gives me the login. Changing of the guard, commissioner. Absolutely. Well, there was a hurricane. So to Macias's, uh, you know, defense, um, you know, 155 mile an hour wind ripping off his roof might have had something to do with it, but. You know, I can't control nature. I, you know, I, I, I just can control what I can control. So he gave me the controls uh, to, to log in to the league. I took over as commissioner, which, you know, let's be honest, I collect all the money. I'm on it with everything. I might as well be commissioner, you know. If So then I proceeded to drop the guys that got vetoed. And I, you know, put all the right people on the right teams and put the trade through because it should go through. And there's no reason why it shouldn't. Well, the league didn't like that. And then everybody went, holy hell. Um, and at that point, I, I just acquiesced. Who was very tall, started to text message a group of people to go back in yeah. detail. And, that, and that's what I loved about this trade and, and, the, and the whole debacle looking back. The flip-flop of certain individuals, and there's a lot of them out there that started off saying, hey, this trade's garbage, veto it. Then when it was vetoed, people said, oh man, this isn't fair. Like, you know, we shouldn't have done this. You know, hey, Phil should get Dalvin Cook back, guys. Like, 
you know, we just vetoed it to mess with him. That's not fair. Then when I got Dalvin Cook back, everybody said, oh, it's not fair again. It's not fair. It feels like, you know, he was just trying to manipulate us or he, he, he was, I only, I only undid the trade because he was complaining so much. And he, he did say you are going to drop all of your players, give all your money away and ruin the league. I believe you threatened us. I did. And, and I did. <laughs> I, 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 I was, we cannot, if we don't have, if we don't have order and law, in our league, then what do we have? We It's just bedlam. It's complete and total chaos. You need to have someone at the helm that is driving this and doing and making decisions that are in the best interest of the league. And to have four, five, six guys collude against me. What's ironic, this is the beauty of, of the veto button. It is used for collusion. The very button that is supposed to be there for a collusion event was actually used against me in a collusion i was colluded against by an entire league go ahead speak for the league and give me a a just just something something that you could stand on get on a soapbox even this big and tell me and justify why this trade should have been undone go ahead you have the floor i'm saying the trade should have never gone through in the first place and i didn't flip-flop why? Why should it have not gone you through? Have, you would have gotten two first-round picks. Okay. You would have had CMC and Dalvin Cook. You took advantage yep. of Brian, who didn't have internet access, didn't have oh. a roof. He's in the bayou, floating I down took, the river. I took it. Okay, good. There, there you found some. And he wasn't thinking straight. It was not a fair trade. That's why, in my opinion, okay. I said no at first. I vetoed it later, and I got to be honest with you. I'm a very competitive person. I may not like seem like it, but I'm like, there's no way Phil's gonna win the league, and so <laughs> I was upset. Now looking back on it, I agree. We should get rid of it. We're all grown men. Whatever happens, happens. But I got Thank caught you. up in the heat of the moment of the competitiveness of like. That's fair. Oh my god, that's fair. He's got a super team. That's that's true. It's true. It, it looked from top to bottom like the team was absurdly stacked. And I agree with everything you're saying. And I get it that, you know, the competitive juices and the, you know, can 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 influence your brain. But the reality of the matter is that we did not collude and the trade should go through. So for me to overcome that devastating and 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 just just horrific week six debacle to overcome that put it behind me focus on the weekend plus covid plus the injuries plus being the sixth seed the worst the, the barely getting into the playoffs scratching tooth and nail to get in and then to bring home the title belt i mean it's just, like i said revenge is a dish best served Cold. That we are in the off season. Is it too soon to start talking repeat for Dill Cage? No, no. I mean, this could be the start of a dynasty. I, 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 I see it. I feel it, and I think, I think I've matured. You know, the way I'm handling this championship, 
And, you know, I could easily sit here and just keep pointing at Peter Crow and just saying, you are a complete and total idiot. You psyched yourself out. You left 140, 140 points on the bench. I mean, look at the bench on this guy. I could sit here and rant and rave on national TV about how he absolutely unequivocally blew it. But I won't do that. I won't do that because I've I've matured and and that's my point. That's why I think this is the start of a dynasty because uh, I think I think the organization is is now mentally ready for 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 multiple championships. Now that you are a fantasy football champion, are you going to take this as an opportunity to put your name in the hat and go after a real NFL GM job? <laughs> Uh, I would I would love that gig. I mean, I would fall flat on my face within about the first week, but I would I would do a good job of pretending for like three weeks that I knew what I was talking about and I'd be very decisive and then we'd lose three games and I'd lose my 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 cool and probably get fired immediately. But yeah, I'm 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 soliciting offers. Let's just say that. I'm not gonna go actively knock on doors, but if somebody wants to submit me an offer, you know, I'll make it live here on national television. I am available as a former actor and current fantasy football champion. I think I have the skills to run a billion dollar organization. So I'm available. Impeccable resume. I think you're qualified. We'll wrap up here. Now that the season's over, everyone's looking forward to the draft. We've been going mm -hmm. back and forth. Is it going to be a live draft? Is it going to be a virtual draft? What are your thoughts Vegas. on where we should have this draft? Vegas. You've been saying that well, for the last five years. Hasn't happened once. Yeah, well, it's hard to get ten guys together in one in one venue. You know, you need to have at least six, seven, eight to to make the draft matter. You know, if you have three guys and seven at home, suddenly it's not really a draft. It's three guys hanging out. Um, but yes, uh, as you know, I'm a huge fan of the actual draft. I, I think it's the most important part of a fantasy season. It's the most fun. I am a huge fan of the live draft, which is, you know, getting everyone together, no computers, no phones, good old fashioned pieces of paper, submitting the picks, putting them on the big board, taking time, making it, a, you know, a gathering, two minutes on the clock, three and a half hours, you know, a long, grueling draft with, with, with penalties. You know, you, you take a guy that's already off the board, you drink a shot. It's I, the live draft is the best part. I wish I wish we could do it. I hate that we do, you know, remote Zoom. Guys have four computers out. We're all doing it on Yahoo. There's no banter, you know. Tony's uh, got his algorithm. I love live yeah. draft because we can take advantage of Jamie Holmes' mistakes and Matt Trotter. Exactly. I want to make sure yes. I got everyone in here. Oh, I love when they print up a cheat sheet that's like from a year ago, and you know they're 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 scrambling last minute or. You know, their their cheat sheet is like CBS Sports or something. So, so it's, it's just the rankings are horrific. Well, Phil, it's been a pleasure. Thank Always. you for coming on the show. Congratulations on your championship. Any parting words? Um, you know, I, I'll just continue to be the best I can be. And I look forward to winning another championship. And like I said, I think this is the start of a dynasty. And um, you and everyone else in the league should watch out. We are watching out. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening at WST underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. 
Everywhere you get your podcast, download, subscribe, and listen. We're also on nofilter.net where you can watch live streaming. You can watch, ask us questions, come in the booth, and talk to us. Thank you, everyone, for joining the show. Go Niners. Go Niners. Let's go. Get the, I don't care who starts. Just win, baby. Let's go. We'll also continue to post these on Spotify and iTunes, just in a little more consolidated effort. So you'll get snippets and you can come in and watch us in our vault and listen to any other past shows. You won't miss a thing. In fact, you can watch us live. Just need a laptop, decent internet connection, or even your phone. Big Ben and K win our venture into No Filter Network. Please join us. Nofilter.net, there's about 80 hosts. So there's sports hosts, there's comedians, there's cooking shows, there's politics. If you want to go there, live stream, live interaction, live banter. You can make fun of K-Win and Big Ben in real time. Nofilter.net, it's the future of podcasting and sports content.